Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And this week, we're talking about Gaetano Donizetti's L'Elysée d'Amore, Eric, which debuted in... Uh, 1832. Indeed, the elixir of love, one of a trio of really wonderfully charming Donizetti comedies. They're they're wonderfully stage-worthy, and of course, they all contain Donizetti's unique gift for craf- crafting a melodic hook that, uh, that stays with audiences. What are the other two? Ah, the other two are uh, Daughter of the Regiment and Don Pasquale. The Elixir of Love, here we are, 19th century Italy. We're uh, out in the countryside. Way in the countryside. We're talking rural here. (laughs) (laughs) Small town Italy. Adina is a wealthy landowner. Yes, who is, well, of course, sought after by by most everyone. She's an attractive young woman as well as being a wealthy landowner. And when we meet her, she's reading. She's reading Tristan und Isolde, not coincidentally, another story which hinges on a love potion. And she, in fact, is contemptuous of that whole idea of the love potion, isn't she? Very openly. She fashions herself, uh, I guess, a, quote, modern gal, unquote, and isn't having any of all that romantic poppycock and is, is, uh, is quite openly contemptuous of it much to the uh, despair of her young admirer, Nemorino. Right, who is a a young peasant lad who is very much in love with her. She gives evidence that she she may, you know, have interest in him, but she, I think she's she's, uh, frustrated by his lack of taking the initiative to... To, uh, to woo her. To woo her. There, thank you. Yes, that's a good word for it. She's looking for something more straightforward. Yes, but he is intrigued by this idea of the love potion, isn't he? Exactly, which is why when a certain Dr. Dulcamara comes to town uh, peddling his wares, his ware being a love potion that he swears will just have the women all over you uh, almost instantly, poor gullible Nemorino just buys it hook, hook, line, and sinker. He spends his last money on some of this love potion. Right, which is actually, as we uh, find out, a cheap Bordeaux. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a swig of it and uh, immediately, yes, he feels the effects <laughs> of the love potion. Absolutely. And what effect does it have on him, though? He gets kind of silly. <laughs> Not surprisingly, he gets kind of drunk. He's dancing, he's singing, he's loosened up. Uh, yeah. And does it bring him any closer to Adina? Uh, no. He blows her off, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. He gets uh, he gets a little cocky <laughs> because what he doesn't know is that uh, there has been a, an inheritance that, that's come his way. But the news hasn't reached him yet, but it's reached everybody else. So all the women are now suddenly flocking around him, and he thinks it's – he thinks it's the love potion, so he gets increasingly cocky and, and sure of himself over this inflated sense that he's suddenly irresistible to women because of the love potion. Adina reacts by flirting with Sergeant Belcore. Right, who, whom she's supposed to marry. And he keeps pressing this marriage contract on her and trying to get her to sign it, and she kind of keeps putting him off. Uh, she's not really sure why she keeps putting him off, but uh, as the opera progresses, she kind of suddenly comes to the realization, well, I don't really want to marry this guy. I'm, I'm really more interested in Nemorino. 
Belcore, what sort of person is he? What sort of character is he? Uh, we call him a jock. <laughs> so he's, he's sort of the antithesis swaggering of Swaggering jock. Yeah, right. oh, completely, completely. Oh, very cocksure of himself. Uh, you know, macho, swaggering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Don Camaro, one of the great Basso Bufo roles. Who is a quack. <laughs> completely, complete quack. But uh, a, a charismatic, perhaps even a charming quack, actually. So Adina starts to flirt with Belcore, and he comes right out and says, let's get married. Yes. <laughs> There's no hanging around. <laughs> right. And so they set up the uh, arrangements for the next day. So we get to act two, and the wedding is about to get underway, the wedding of Adina and Sergeant Belcore. And Nemorino is worried again that, of course, he's going to lose Adina. He needs more elixir. <laughs> but he has no money. Right. So how does he resolve that situation? He enlists in the army, and with the money that he gets for doing so, he pays for another bottle of elixir and pretty much downs it <laughs> one swig. <laughs> he gets his money from Sergeant Belcore. He buys some more of what he thinks is the elixir. Of course, it's Dr. Delcomaro's cheap, cheap Bordeaux. Bordeaux. <laughs> and the women are all over him because, as you said, the news that his uncle has died and has left him this inheritance has spread around the village, but it hasn't got to him yet. Not yet. And he thinks that these women are all over him because of the elixir. Meanwhile, Belcore is pressing Adina to sign the marriage contract, and it's about this time in the second act when he does this again that she realizes she doesn't want Belcore. She wants Nemorino. So she buys Nemorino's uh, enlistment papers back from Belcore to set Nemorino free. And uh, it's, it's about this time that uh, Nemorino's flirting with all the village girls, really does have an effect on Adina. And he notices that, that he's upset her. And he realizes he's gone a little too far. He realizes that he, he may have upset her. He thinks he sees a tear in the corner of her eye. Una furtiva lagrima. The most famous aria from the whole piece. And one Marino's of the, wonderful piece. Absolutely. And one of the most famous tenor arias ever written. Uh, it's a wonderful piece. He starts out, it starts out in a minor key as he's, he's really uh, remorseful that he's caused her this pain. But then he realizes what it means. She loves me. He says, mama, mama, which is not Nemorino calling to his mother. <laughs> We're talking M apostrophe A-M-A. She loves me. She loves me. She loves me, he realizes. And uh, ultimately, of course, it leads the two of them to come together, and uh, we have a happy ending. So where is the strength of this piece? Why is it such a popular opera? Well, we have, uh, in Donizetti, we have Verdi's precursor. Donizetti is, is the, I think, the composer who most is, is, is on the, the, the continuum leading to Verdi, who would take Italian opera into completely different realms. And Donizetti's operas are very... Uh, stage-worthy and very um, stage-savvy pieces. They're written br brilliantly for the stage. The comedy, it's not like Rossini's screwball comedy, which you know is wonderful in its own right, but this is 
more character-based comedy. Uh, in this case, it's more of it's like more a of that, romantic that sort of comedy. romantic comedy, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, it has wonderful moments of outright, you know, physical, you know, hilarity with Nemorino stumbling around drunk and Dul Kamara's antics and all that kind of thing. But at its heart, it's it's well, it's got heart. It's got real heart to it. It's got. Uh, people, you know, having very real feelings for one another and uh, not just love, but heartache and, and longing and uh, all of these things. And all of it, in, you know, it's, it's brought brilliantly to life by Donizetti's unique uh, capacity to create a melodic hook uh, like, like none other. And you have in Adina and Nemorino two really well-drawn characters Adina, who is that sort of that almost that heart of stone that eventually melts, and Nemorino, who is the sort of the the the, the feckless um, man right, <laughs> bumpkin at the beginning, but who who finds himself and finds the force that he needs to, to rise to the occasion and woo her the way she wants to be wooed. Right. Yes. And the music, absolutely. Uh, Delightful, charming, uh, and in Ununa Furtiva Lagrima, it's it's a great piece. It's a great centerpiece for the work. It's the turning point of the opera, and uh, it's uh, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Donizetti's L'Elysée d'Amore. That's this week's opera cheat sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn, and I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening.